Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the filmmaker technical point of view. And the lover of all things romance and Hallmark movies point of view. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And before we begin today's episode, we just wanted to say that our, our hearts go out to all the people that have been affected by Hurricane Ida. Um, as you know, Stephanie is from Louisiana, where the hurricane hit. Her family members were affected. And we just wanted to share our, our thoughts and prayers. They, they go out to everyone affected by this. Yes, thank you for that. It's it's definitely been a, a bit of a stressful <laughs> last few weeks. Thankfully, all of my family is safe. Uh, I appreciate you know anyone that reached out to to me and it's funny that we are talking about this movie because i just recently saw wes brown posted that he apparently is filming in louisiana right now northern louisiana and he uh he and some of the cast members pulled together some money and they were driving down to lafouche parish which is where i'm from where my family lives uh to go and help out and bring food and fuel and I just, you know, uh, thank you so much <laughs> to all of those people. Uh, it just really means a lot. And uh, and I'm really excited to talk about this movie because we love Wes Brown so much. But yes, thank you, Wes. Thank you to all of those people on that film set and to everyone else that has donated and reached out. Um, it's it's very much appreciated. Uh, the people down there are, are very resilient, but... They've had a lot of damage and they do need a lot of help. So thank you. Thank you all. So today we're going to be talking about pecans, pecans. <laughs> Let's sweeten things up a little bit. <laughs> uh, Sweet Pecan Summer is the film that we're looking at today. So let me start off by saying this, Stephanie. Is this a film that you would watch again? One that you would never watch ever, ever again? Or one that you'd have on in the background while you're shelling pecans, perhaps? <laughs> As I so often As do. As you so often do. Uh, I would, drum roll, <laughs> that was an awful drum roll, that was a great drum roll. but I loved it. I would definitely watch this movie again. Okay. And I have already. <laughs> um, we know the ones that I've rewatched are the ones that I generally love. And this movie was a surprise for me. And we'll talk about that because I... I knew I was going to like this movie, mm. but it it was not what I thought it was going to be, but it was a pleasant surprise and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I I'm in the same boat as you. I would I would definitely watch this one again. There there were some parts I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, I think they missed a few steps here and there, especially on the technical side. But overall, this was a lot of fun. I mean, we we've talked about movies where you can see the cast members are having fun together. Everyone looked like they were having a blast together. You can tell this movie was made with a lot of heart, a lot of love, and it's it's definitely one I would I would watch again. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be like a sweet movie. I just kept imagining it was just going to be like super sweet and like really like these really nice intimate moments. And I was shocked at how funny and comical it was. Yeah, I was too. Was not expecting that at all, but I loved that. Yeah, no, they they had they had a lot of fun with it, and you know I, I feel like this one is almost a throwback to classic Hallmark films of yesteryear in a lot of ways. They they hit a lot of the same beats. You know, we have that cheesy music just blasting throughout this film, left and right. But while you know we speak about some movies that are kind of throwbacks that don't work, this one did work. This one did work. They they hit on enough notes 
where they weren't taking themselves too seriously. I feel like they were having, like I keep saying this, they're having a lot of fun with this, not taking themselves too seriously. Um, and it shows and it shows in a really good way. Yes, I agree that I felt like it was like a classic Hallmark movie, but I feel like it's a classic Hallmark of the future. So yeah. it's like- I like that, yeah. It's It has all the tropes and all of the things that we love in a Hallmark movie, but next level. So it's like the way- of where the classics are going, which I love. You know, we have all of the diversity, which is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the the humor was like, to me, on like next level. Uh, and the one thing that I feel like really stuck out with this movie was the authenticity. I I don't know, like, I, you know how we talk about ad-libbing and stuff? I felt like this movie was just like riddled with ad-libs and I have no idea if it was or not. But that's how real it felt. It was, it was just like everything felt like it was off the cuff. Like it was just real. It yeah. just felt very real to me. And I loved that. So so yes, let's talk about our characters. Yep. We've already mentioned the great Wes Brown. <laughs> the great Wes Brown, who we love. And my favorite Wes Brown movie, well, I have two. Okay. But classic, talk about classic, Christmas cookies. I mean- with Jill Wagner is like it ult- is it's ultimate. It really it's like top of the top of the list. It's it's such a great one. It's just one of those like anytime I see it on, like I have to stop and watch it. Yeah. I just have to. And then check into Christmas, you know, from Is it last, last year, year or the year before? <laughs> I'm with, with, I've with, lost We've been inside for so long. I mean <laughs> um within the last few years. Yes. And uh that one was with Rachel Boston. That is awesome quickly become a classic uh, mm. that we love that one for sure. And this role, I feel like for him was was Wes Brown. I don't know him in, in real life, but I feel like if there was ever a part that felt the most like who, Wes, who I imagine Wes Brown to be in real life, it would be this one. Okay. I just felt like he just seemed so... I feel like I'm going to say real, genuine, authentic like a thousand times in this podcast, but... I just, I don't know. He just was so genuine and I don't know what it is about him and a baseball cap, but. <laughs> you're here for it? You're I, here for You're here for the non-logo baseball cap? I was not mad at it. <laughs> the, I mean, that yes, cap looked great. Put a logo on it. I know they couldn't, but it's just, it seems odd to just have a, a baseball cap without any sort of logo on it. And That's how JP rolls. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need a logo. No, he does. He would definitely have a, a baseball logo of his team, his old team probably, on his cap. And so that was that was a misstep for me. But looks wise, yes. Then we have our leading lady, Christine Coe. Is this this is her first Hallmark film? Yes, it was her first. She plays Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not seen her in anything else. I know she's on a an FX show called Dave. I uh, have not watched that one. But I think she's... She is like an up and coming right now. She's I, she's definitely going places. And I would like one of those places to be Hallmark because <laughs> I really enjoyed her. I thought she was very refreshing. I thought she was so cute. I loved her and Wes together. I thought their chemistry was amazing. And yeah, I just thought she was she was great. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I would love to see her and more. She she nailed this role, and hopefully we will. Hopefully we will see her in more, because I'd love to see her in some of the, the Hallmark Christmas movies coming up. Yes, that would be really nice. Uh, we also had some, I mean, this cast, we had quite a, quite a few characters 
in this movie. And I have to say characters because they they went so hard in their roles that it's just un- unbelievable. So above all, we have Lauren Tom mm-hmm. in this movie who was just, I feel she was unbelievable uh, as Aunt Carol. And I just feel like, you know, this whole time, like I'm watching the movie, I'm just like Aunt Carol all day. Like she was so funny. She was such a character. She would do these things that were so unexpected. And I would be like, what is going on? What is happening? It was so quirky. But I just, I just thought it was so funny. It was so different. Uh, I just want to see more characters like this in Hallmark where they, they stand out. They're not just a, a supporting character in the background. I mean, I wouldn't even, I mean, I feel like Aunt Carol was like one of the main characters in this movie. Yeah, like, I mean, she really shone. In she this she movie. leaned into this role. Yeah. Leaned into this role hard. I mean, there's a scene where she's literally like running around yes. in the back of the, of the set. Um, That's the one I'm thinking of. Like, I just keep thinking of her in that scene where she's like trying to run away. And, and I don't run- know if that was like a mess up or if she meant it was supposed to do that, but it was, it was, it so was, funny. it was perfect. It was, it was Aunt Carol. That was like perfect. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things like that, and throughout the film, she's you know throwing out these these little nuggets of wisdom, trying to get these two kids together, and just I I agree, I would love to see more characters like her because they're fun. It makes the movie a lot more fun, and yeah, yeah. And Carol is uh, not subtle. She is not a subtle woman, and I loved it. I loved that she was just completely out there completely herself and i bought it like i really felt like that was who she was yeah and i just thought she was perfect for that role and this movie is actually i don't know if you know this that it was based off of a true story west brown is the executive producer Mm. of this movie and his wife basically pitched the story because she it's a real life story that happened to her so his wife's name is Amanda, mm-hmm. and then she ha- actually has an Aunt Carol, and I think there was like really? a whole- Yeah, some of the things are are not true. Like, was the pecan thing? I need to know more about this. I had no idea this was based on a true story. This is wild. I need to, I need to get all the deets. I need to get all the deets on this. So I know that so much that it was a farm. Okay. So his aunt, her, his wife's aunt was selling a farm. I don't know if it was a pecan farm. I would like to think that it is. I'm not sure why they would have like, oh, let's just do pecans. So yeah. I'm not sure. I couldn't find that information, but I know that it was a farm. And so it was based off of a real life. That's really Real cool. life event. That's really cool. So I think maybe that's why this movie just feels so real because <laughs> it actually kind of is. And I love that they use the, the names like, you know, Amanda is his wife's name and Aunt Carol. So I thought that was like a cool... Uh, Fun fact, and uh, speaking of other characters. You're going to mention Chris? Yeah. Chris is amazing. Chris, JP's friend, Wes Brown's friend in the film, Chris is, is a show stealer. Every every scene this man was in was incredible. Gold. It's gold, yeah, gold. Yeah, I couldn't wait for him to, to get back on the screen. And he is played by Chase Ramsey, so I'm pretty sure his follower count went up quite a bit after this movie. Uh, I mean, talk about leaning into a role. I mean, he went for it every scene. He just amped it up to 10. And not only that, I mean, there was almost like this absurdity to his character 
but he still threw out, again, little bits of wisdom here. It's a very interesting tactic where you have these characters who are so ridiculous to the point of absurdity, but then they'll just speak wisdom to you as well. Like there's a line where he says, where he's talking to JP about Amanda and JP's like, you know, she left me, da, 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 da. And uh, Chris is like, yeah, because everyone at 18 knows exactly what they want. Like little little bits like that. I was like, man, great. And then he would do something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and it worked. It worked so well. Just awesome. Yeah. I was not expecting him. Hallmark, we need more friends like this. Yeah. Like just laugh out loud funny, bringing the humor, bringing the wisdom, like all of the things. Chris. Chris was everything. Yeah, to me and, and in even even Amanda's friend uh, that she goes into business that she goes into business with eventually. Great, you know she wasn't ridiculously funny or anything, but she her character was very realized, very fleshed out. There's in the very beginning she's like addicted to Twizzlers, so the character always has a Twizzler in her hand and in her mouth. And and to me, it's those little details that make a film very strong because I'm always going to know her as the Twizzler person, you know, and she carried that throughout the film. And so it makes these characters, giving them little quirks, little things like that, makes them more realistic. Yeah. You know, enough about these awesome characters. Let's get into that plot summary in case people have not seen this film. Recommend that you do, though. Go ahead, take it away. Yes. Amanda finds out her Aunt Carol is selling the pecan form that she grew up on. And to make matters worse, her ex-boyfriend, JP, ends up being the real estate broker trying to sell it. As they work closely together to make sure the farm goes to a good buyer, they reminisce of their time together and resolve who they were in the past to make room for a future where they are living out their dreams together. You got a little tear, a little tear rolled down my cheek <laughs> a little there. tear. Great summary as always. Yeah, I really loved the the message of this movie. So yes, there's a, you know, the trope of we're trying to save a farm, but... We're not trying to save it. They're trying to sell a farm. Well, I mean, if Amanda had her way, they would have saved it. Right. Because Amanda is not happy about this farm selling. And she lays on that guilt real thick onto Aunt Carol. The whole time. The whole time. (laughs) And And really until Aunt Carol basically tells her like, look, it's not... She has this great speech about memories and how it's not tied into a physical space, you know, and really, again, Aunt Carol wisdom. Up until then, though, Amanda's just, like you said, laying it on thick. Yeah, I do want to commend the writers of this film because I, you know, I really thought there were some really wonderful moments. And how I mentioned earlier that I felt like this movie was just ad-libbed a bunch. I don't mean that in like a bad way. I mean it like if they aren't ad-libbing, then like this movie was just written in the best way. Like it just, everything felt like very real dialogue. And so the writers are Stephanie Jackson and Zach Lewis. And I just thought they did a, a wonderful job with the movie to just give it that. I love dialogue that feels authentic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love dialogue that feels authentic as well. You know, I, I, not just the dialogue, but like the setups too. Like, let's talk about the meet cute real quick. That meet cute, it might be one of my favorite meet cutes that I've seen Mine in, a, too. in a long time, if not ever. Mine too. Do you, do you want to run? You, I mean, we basically have Amanda. First of all, Amanda's coming into town. Aunt Carol tells her, hey, I need some stuff from the store. I know you've driven for like five hours, but can you stop by the store for me? Classic Aunt Carol. So Amanda goes there. Well, one thing real quick that makes this movie even more real. Okay. It's like, can you stop at the store to get me tin foil? Yeah. Like so specific. 
so random but so real because sometimes yeah you run out of tinfoil and you're like yeah can you stop in the and store i, to I need me it like you always need tinfoil it wasn't sugar or milk or something Gina. it was <laughs> tinfoil it's very, it's very true very specific uh so amanda stops at the store for tinfoil and who does she see but jp walking in and then she runs to hide so jp is her ex-boyfriend from high school they haven't seen each other for 17 years 17 years that is a long time. So the fact that she immediately recognizes JP is pretty impressive. It's the voice. She hears his voice. Yeah, and just takes her right back to high school. Yeah. I, I mean, the the time for, I mean, just watching her just like kind of run around the store and hide behind racks and everything. And I have to give a quick, uh, and I have to give a quick nod towards the wardrobe uh, in this particular scene because she has this beautiful like coral red jumper on. And so we just see her run around through the store in this jumper. Great. And of course, West Brown comes, lifts like water off the 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 rack, and sees her behind there. And it's just it's just a great sequence and done extremely well there. Yeah, this store, general store, gas station store, whatever it is, I don't think I've ever seen something look so real. Again, yeah. I'm using this word in a Hallmark movie. It looked like a store that I have visited multiple times yeah. in my hometown of like Louisiana. Like it just really looked. I mean, they obviously were in just an actual general store, but I just, I loved it. I loved the small town. It just, I, honestly, I don't know. I just, I can't say enough good things about how genuine, I need, <laughs> I need some more words, but how genuine this movie felt to me. Yeah. No, for real. And then of course they, they end up bumping into each other at the store because of course they would. I have to say though, she definitely could have gotten away because he was not even looking her way. He was putting that water down. Amanda wanted to yeah. get caught. Oh, she could. She, yeah, she wanted done. him to see her. Yeah, she could have done. And we have a, a great awkward conversation between the two because again, they haven't seen each other in seventeen years, and that really kickstarts the movie. But so that, awkward, so beautifully awkward. Yeah, and she. I love how she pretends to get a, a fake phone call from her work, and it's just you know a spam call, and just really, really great. Yeah, one of my favorite meet cutes, hands down. I loved every second of it. Mm -hmm. We do, you know, if we want to get technical, and this is the only thing that I'm going to bring up that I didn't like about this movie. I've got a few, but go ahead. You've mentioned it earlier because it it's heavy throughout the entire it's movie. Thick, thick, like a like a noisy fog. Thick. Yeah, and that's the the hokey jingle. You know, we if you've listened to this podcast, you know we are not. We're not big fans of the hokey jingle. If it's here, here and there, I can get past it. This movie did not need an ounce of the hokey jingle. Yeah. These performances were so spot on, so good. The humor, the delivery, everything was so good. You did not need a hokey jingle. We, we can tell it's a funny scene. You know, because to me, my, my thinking is this, okay, you have this sort of cheesy jingle here because you're letting the audience know that, hey, this is a funny scene. Mm -hmm. And usually that's because the actors can't carry the scene. So it's just more, you know, affirmation that, hey, you're supposed to be laughing here. It's almost like an audience clapping, you know, that, that fake audience clap on sitcoms. It's very similar to that. Yeah. The guy in the corner with the sign saying, saying applause. applause. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very similar to that. You don't need it for these films. You, you don't because Hallmark keeps getting better and better actors and the actors that they have had for years keep getting better and better too. Um, so for me, it's not needed. And if it is needed, it's needed sparingly. And in this film, you don't need it at all. You don't no. need it at all. And it, it really, 
it almost ruined a lot of scenes for me because it was just blaring and talk about audio mixing it was just loud over everything like it was it made it made my heart cry it made my heart cry it made my heart cry a little bit too now it did not ruin the movie for me but i was aware of it yeah. and i would have liked not to be aware of it so i could focus more on the amazing performances which were so good that i still did focus on them but i knew that jingle was oh, yeah. back there and i just kept thinking no no you don't need it so i don't know maybe one day they'll listen to our podcast and be like you know what those guys are right. Let's let's get rid of get that the hokey, jingle hokey jingle. Get the jingle out. And to that, we'll say, you're welcome. <laughs> Some more technical real quick. The camera work here was okay. It, it, was, it was almost, it was really strange to me because there'd be some really beautiful shots. There's one scene in particular where Amanda walks in to see Aunt Carol for the first time and she goes up the steps and the camera goes up with her. A beautiful shot, beautiful shot going from the first floor to the second floor. Really neat. I, I love that. I love that. The same kind of shot we have where JP comes in for the first time into Aunt Carol's house. Aunt Carol and Amanda are talking in the kitchen. It's a nice wide shot. JP is overlooking at the frame photos. A great shot. It's, it's something you don't really see in these Hallmark films. Um, a nice wide that's really kind of arty almost. So that get, got me really excited. However, however... On top of that, we have a lot of wandering camera where you have two characters talking and the camera's just sort of panning to the left, panning to the right. I, I don't think you need that movement sometimes. It's, it's the same thing with the jingle. You know, you have the camera move to, cr to try and create action, trying to create interest that the viewer, you don't need to move the camera when you have these great actors acting, in my opinion. Yeah. Speaking of the, the house, the angle, I do remember that. That yeah. was a cool shot. I loved Aunt Carol's house. Yeah, it's awesome beautiful just the yeah. whole farm um they filmed in utah apparently i hear it's beautiful in utah really I um wow. yeah not canada imagine okay. <laughs> imagine that but yeah that house was amazing yeah and the farm was great too i mean we really don't see these characters go off in a lot of different locations i mean we have the baseball field um aunt carol's house and farm so really there's not a lot of different locales here and so the fact that they're on the farm so much they did a nice job making it feel just lively and, and beautiful yeah you never got tired of it like oh you know here we are another shot of the farm yeah exactly you know they could have done establishing shots left and right of the same kind of yeah you're, that's a great point is that we're there so much we never get tired of it no and you know who what else we don't get tired of Baxter Jefferson, cookie thief extraordinaire. <laughs> Baxter, the cookie thief? Yeah. You mean? Just, it's amazing. This this character, and again, we have this, this side character, basically. He's in it for all of two minutes, we'll say. Well, pretty much everyone that comes in as potential buyers. Hilarious. When we talk about the comedy in this movie, it was like on a next level of comedy. They went for it. I feel like the only other movie that could rival this type of comedy, or does rival, because... It was very funny was and it kind of the the comedic style sort of reminded me either like five star Christmas mm -hmm. or mix up in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Like those are movies. I'm not often laughing out loud for Hallmark movies that I don't come to Hallmark for the comedy. But when they can throw in that good humor, mm, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do a Hamilton chef's kiss <laughs> there. This movie was on par with the with the comedy yeah and 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 again baxter jefferson i mean in it for two minutes and leave, you're still thinking about i him. am i, I want to go as baxter jefferson the cookie thief for halloween <laughs> like this this character well, who am i gonna go as 
It oh. goes Amanda. It goes Amanda. We'll get you Why a jumper. Why would she be with Baxter the cookie thief? Because we can do. We can just play the interview scene over and over <laughs> again where you're interviewing me to sell the farm. Uh, I could be a cookie. <laughs> that's such. That's the most ridiculous, like specific Halloween costume. I'm. I'm kind of in love with it. No one would get it. It would be amazing. Um, but no, he's just hilarious. He steals their cookies. He has a fax machine. Doesn't believe in modern technology. Just a great guy. I almost wanted him to have a beeper. They could have had him have a beeper too, and it would have a been a palm pilot. Yeah, just perfect for him. And so that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with. Just absurdity to the next level. Uh, but good old good old Baxter Jefferson. I mean, he's not wrong in stealing the cookies. No. I probably would have snuck a few little pocket my, cookies. Yeah, little pocket cookies. He's good for it. But yes, all of the the characters. You know, the 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 strange guy that he's like slurping. Some, he's like, you know, they say it's good to the last drop, but you can't ever really get to the last drop. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't, I was like, who are these people? But I love them and I want more. Yeah. I wish Baxter could have made a, another appearance, maybe snuck on somehow later on in the movie. We don't, unfortunately, get to see him again. But it could have been the umpire at the baseball game. Something. We could have just saw him, yeah, in the corner watching, eating from cookies. I don't know. But yes, not only were they amazing, we've already touched on Chris being amazing, but just a little more about about Chase Ramsey and the character of Chris. Like, I felt like JP and Chris's friendship to me was one of my favorite like bromances that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're friends in real life. They should be, though. They should be. I'm sure they are now after making that movie together. <laughs> But I really felt like they were just really best buds. And that's why it works so well. I mean, they're back and forth. The dialogue that they have between both of them is it's and again, I know we're just keep going on about this, but please watch this film to see what we're talking about. I I can't stress enough the dialogue between these characters, between JP and Amanda, between JP and Chris. So realistic, so natural. It it's unreal. I haven't seen anything quite like this, but there's a great scene where um you know they're talking they're putting stuff in the truck at the hardware store and you know jp mentioned something about chris's hair like thinning or growing gray and chris just starts freaking out he asks this <laughs> random woman like hey can you look at this and she like gives him the weird look like perfect i love that one of the locations in this movie was a hardware store yeah and again it was a real hardware store yeah it wasn't a set or you know some fake looking hardware store and it was so that scene where JP gets a call and oh, yeah. <laughs> he's on the phone and like Chris is there with a banana. I don't know what that whole scene. I I just I would want to rewatch it over and over yeah. just because I feel like I'm sure I missed things like because I watched it already another time. And I just the looks that Wes um, that JP is giving him when he's on the phone. Like what? Are you, it just I don't know. It was so funny. So um, real. So real. <laughs> So real, yes. Uh, well, even well, Chris says when JP answers the phone, Chris is like, "Oh, why don't you be with the people you're with?" You know, just <laughs> little little quips like that. You know, and it's just, oh man, because I mean, it's the same thing. I get mad when my friends answer their phone, like we're hanging out. Like, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, but I mean, the personality on this guy was just hands down one of my favorite characters ever in a Hallmark movie. Well, uh, we, we've been talking about the romance between JP and Chris. I feel like we need to talk about the romance between JP and Amanda because there is real chemistry between the two. Absolutely. Uh, I was getting to that. <laughs> the the chemistry, again, the realness 
of JP and Amanda's love. I really enjoyed this story. I liked that they were together in the past mm. and then they broke up. 17 years. But it's like, it's weird because it it's awkward, but it's not for them. So they're awkward, but they almost just like fall back into, yeah. you could tell how close they were before because there is this like foundation of friendship and like genuine care for each other. Just the affection that JP has for Amanda, just like in the, the looks that he gives her and everything, it's just, it just warmed my heart. Like I could just see the love that he had for her and you could tell you know she's struggling a little of like she wants to she's keeping that sort of like i don't want to say hate but resentment or you know yeah, resentment she, yeah yeah from the past but i love that it to me it made sense like she i feel like she's trying to like put up that wall because right. you know she's she's trying hard not to let those feelings come back up i mean who can blame her you know well, yeah i mean west brown come on i mean come on in that baseball cap come on <laughs> But, oh, and in that suit, when he shows up as a real estate guy in that blue blazer, come on. Yeah. I mean, real quick, you, you mentioned the blazer. You mentioned the hat. So the the clothing, right, the, the costuming, I have to say, while the, the characters look good, it did feel like a costume for me. It, it felt like the, the costumer went to Belk, bought the entire store and just decked them out in the same. It looks like they, it all came from the same store is my point. So while I love the jumper, while I love the blazer, you know, I love the individual pieces as a whole, it seemed like they all shopped at the same store, like a, literally like a Belk store. Well, maybe there is only a Belk in Utah. or in Utah. Well, wherever they're supposed to be, they it's in a small town. They probably all do shop at okay. one store. All right. You know, I'm going to give you that. I so, will give you that one. That's not a bad. Okay. There's the one hardware store. There's the one general store and, and they probably the one, have the, the the one, one you know, clothing store where they all shop at. I will, I will give you that one. I, I, I think that's a good, a good thing for it. Yes. Because my... if that is the one store that they all shop at, I'm not mad at it. I enjoyed <laughs> what they were wearing. Exactly. So. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like I enjoyed everything that the people were wearing, but it all looked very new and it all looked like it came from the same store. But otherwise, yes, I love the blazer. Uh, Amanda's rocking these jumpers. Beautiful. Jumpers seem to be in this season for Hallmark. I guess. I, I'm i a fan of the jumper uh, to an extent, um, but for myself. Right. But I, I love I love the look of it. I think it's I think it's very chic. Should we talk about the bar scene? Because this to me was where I believed Amanda was supposed to be in this town. She walks into the bar to meet with JP. Chris is there, immediately goes up to Chris. They hug. They're like, oh, I haven't seen you in forever. How's, you know, Melissa? How's your wife? Like... That scene where she's talking to Chris really established their friend group, how things used to be. I love that. It just immediately grounded the film for me. Yeah, that bar felt like a place here in Charlotte. Like, yeah. I felt like I've been to that place. Like, it just felt, don't, I'm not going to say it again. It just, it just felt like a, like a place that actually existed. <laughs> in, 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 reali in reality? In life. <laughs> um, well, the only, the only th except for the lighting. Uh, this film struggled a lot with lighting interior spaces. Like they would have the characters lit pretty well, but the background would be dark. So you would focus on the characters. It made the place look not realistic. As If you think of something like As Luck Would Have It, the, the bar in As Luck Would Have It would be dim. You know, they would lower the lights, lower the tungsten lights, but it wouldn't be dark. 
And so that's what they needed to do here. Instead of doing that here, they just turned off the lights in the background. So every, a lot of the interior spaces at night generally um, and in JP's office was very dark and it really just made it seem like a stage to me. Well, I didn't feel like it was a stage okay. as, as I said, but I respect your, your technical <laughs> opinion, but I really did love the scene. Uh, I love that we get, we get burgers. Yep. We Jalapeno get, burgers. We get beer. Yep. We get cornhole. Mm-hmm. And I mean. And Chris, we get Chris. Who knew? That this would this was like you know this would be like my favorite date burgers beer cornhole come on and Chris and Chris well Chris isn't on the date he leaves but yeah the chemistry the banter this this whole scene was yeah was and we, perfect for and we me. have one of the funniest scenes too because Chris just throws a cornhole bag behind him and hits some dude's nachos <laughs> like just ridiculous it's so good. Uh, yes, that was funny. But yeah, for romance, this checked all of my romance boxes. Mm-hmm. And because um, Cornhole is on is oh, yeah. in one of those boxes. Yeah, she gets a, a big win. And she, you know, we get the, the trope with, oh, jump in his arms. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> but I loved it. Especially my favorite part in this scene was when she, so she does the jump in his arms and the awkward like back away and she's like, oh, I'm amazing. And then JP says, you are amazing. Right here, right here. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay. <laughs> they are really in love. I felt that in that scene. And yeah, it was. it's over for Amanda. I mean, there's no yeah. way she's going back home to her skincare business. Come on, she's- I mean, lilac, come on. What even is lilac? Sounds like a made-up word to me. <laughs> I don't think they have, you know, cornhole where where she was living. No. So, so yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes for sure in the romance department. It was uh, it was definitely uh, a sparker, is what they is what they call it. Is that what the kids call it? The kids call it a sparker. <laughs> they are do you, are not. They are you making not. this up? Did you just come for the word? I just made it up. On the fly. I love it. Sparker. That was definitely a sparker. I like it. It's a, it's sparking the flames that are- Oh, I get it. I that get are it. coming. But yeah, this movie just, yeah, I can't get it. Like it had just a different feel to it. Yeah. There was just something about it. The scene where she covers up Wes Brown's real estate photo. <laughs> so first of all, like this scene makes no sense. Like yeah, when you think about this it- Yeah, this scene wasn't my favorite. No, but it leads to the whooshes. It does. So- Amanda is driving by. She picks up a limb, puts it over, you know, JP's sign of him trying to sell the farm, which, which doesn't make sense because you need to sell the farm. So yeah, he's not being vain by putting his face on there. That's what real yeah. estate agents so do. That scene, I saw this. Like, this makes absolutely no sense. The only reason it works is because later, JP's like, "There's a tree," and she's like, "Oh yeah, there, we had a windstorm. There was a windstorm last night." JP's like, "No, there wasn't." He's like, "Oh, it was only here, you know, like just in this spot." Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, it was just like a, like a whoosh, uh, you know, and he's like, oh yeah, contained whooshes now are happening. Uh, something like that. But the, the phrase contained whooshes. Just got us. And the way they go back and forth there, some of the most realistic dialogue acting I've seen in a Hallmark movie in a long, long time, just, just the back and forth. And we get the same back and forth with the, the batting of the eyelashes later on the film, when she wants to come to the open house and she starts batting her eyelashes and getting close to him, like 
I, I can't stress enough how good these scenes are. Yeah, that's why I really want to know like how much ad libbing was done. I would, I would die to know how because much Because I just felt like that was just them. Just messing around. Just, just having messing, fun. Yeah, yeah, just having fun. And we talk about this endlessly about how we can tell. And these are our favorite films are the ones that you can tell that people are having the most fun. Yeah, the, actor, the actors themselves are having a good time. Everyone on set is having a good time, and that translates into a fun film. It might not be the best film in the world, but if people are having a good time on set, it makes the film that much more enjoyable for the audience. You can really, really tell a difference. Yeah, it's going to shine through with you know their performances and the acting and everything that they do. And yeah. so when you're watching it, that is going to resonate with you, and it just... It's like infectious. Like you're watching, you're like, man, this is, it just makes you feel good seeing yeah. people having fun. And not just like fun and like we're talking about all the real. I just loved how there were just a lot of just, just these normal moments. Like everything just felt normal. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, like, especially you talk about the batting eyelashes, but just like, you know, normal moments where like JP and Chris are, you know, just playing baseball like you know he's hitting the ball chris is pitching to him they're just hanging out and chatting or when she's just like in the kitchen with aunt carol i don't know i just love these like lingering moments i feel like there are some movies we talk about where the scenes are just so quick and they don't let them breathe and i love that about this movie that we got these like really intimate intimate moments with the characters that just let them breathe and you just felt like you were really getting to know know these people oh for sure and even Adding in, you know, Aunt Carol and Amanda go out to lunch one day and we find out that Aunt Carol's trying to get this chili recipe from the guy that runs her <laughs> restaurant. And they didn't need to have that. They didn't need to have Aunt Carol's obsession with getting this chili recipe. But because of that, it made her character feel that much more lifelike. It's odd. Like, I was like, why are they doing this chili recipe? And it wasn't until the end of the film, I'm like, because that's her quirk. That's her little thing. It's the same thing with Amanda's friend in the Twizzlers. That's Aunt Carol's one of many quirks for her. But just these little these little details in this film just sprinkled throughout. Just mwah, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that she, you know, she sprained her, her wrist. Uh, but, you know, she has this wrist brace on, yeah. like, for the whole movie. Like, I just love that. That that yeah. was, like, part of her character. And the fact that, you know, she has this boyfriend, Walter, that we know about. I was really hoping it would be David Schwimmer. Unfortunately, it was not. You know, I'm glad we did get to see Walter, though. Uh, but no David Schwimmer. Yes, because for those that don't know, Lauren Tom was Julie in France. They could have, Hallmark could have, you know, pitched a little bit of money to get Schwimmer in there for a walk on wall. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Lauren Tom never gets tired of it. <laughs> never, I'm sure she never tires of the Friends references. So one of the uh, the themes in this movie was about them like following their dreams and taking chances. And so JP's character was once a baseball player. Yep. I think for the majors, was it? Yeah. And then there was an injury. Yeah. And so now he's into real estate. Following his dad's footsteps. Yeah. And one of the funniest things to me... And I don't think it was intentionally meant to be funny. I know it was not intentionally meant to be funny, but it really tickled me that every time they would cut to JP in his office, you were just like, JP, you uh, you miss baseball? <laughs> because, what do you mean, Stephanie? <laughs> because 
that office was covered floor to ceiling with baseball memorabilia, memorabilia yeah. photos, posters, trophies on his desk, trading cards everywhere. He even has a baseball glove with the ball on his desk. It's ridiculous. I mean, so when his dad walks in and be like, "Hey, make sure you know you're doing what you want to do in life," like that's the reason why. I think the minute you walk into JP's office, you know he's not doing what he wants to be doing. <laughs> you enjoy real estate, JP? <laughs> no, it just it, it just really made me laugh. Like it was it was a bit overkill, but I enjoyed that. Sometimes overkill works for me, and it yeah. made me laugh, uh, especially that terribly photoshopped photo of his old baseball team yeah golly i mean it's not a hallmark classic if you don't have a bad photoshop that's true photo or a bad aurora borealis you need one of the two true so extra points if you have both in the same um but yeah i'm glad jp works it out because poor guy i mean (laughs) come on well speaking of baseball the the baseball game i mean i think it was a softball game i'm sorry i all right, my bad. Softball. The but softball game. It's all the same to me. You know, I mentioned the camera work, and it, it almost did feel like there was two different camera operators because some of the house stuff we see is, is shot beautifully. And then we have this baseball scene. I'm sorry, the softball scene. Amazing camera work. They're following the actors, like some great, some of the top notch camera work. We've got this soundtrack playing, this song I've heard a million times everywhere. So they, they put some money out for this song, made it. One of the the most fun I've had in this sort of montage sequence. This was my favorite scene. In Seriously, the, in the entire movie. Okay, was the softball scene. Was it because Amanda wore that jersey so amazingly well? Partly, like she did some craziness she down tied at the it bottom. Up. I don't know what happened. It's but what, she wore it. It's what us girls do. She wore it. Yeah, she pulled it off. But it got me so pumped. <laughs> it's a song. It's that song. It is the song. Ben Rector, brand new, is the song. If you don't know, go download it, put it on in your kitchen, dance around. You will have a good day. Yeah. Yes, the music, but just something about sports. <laughs> I've never been a sports kind of girl. I did get into basketball last year, a few years ago. Not playing it, but watching it. Watch yeah, it. <laughs> you, need, you need to let the audience know, like, oh, you, you play basketball? This is something I never knew about you. Absolutely not. <laughs> I watch basketball, and I really got into it because of the, the Last Dance yeah. documentary. It's a whole thing. Anyways, something about sports and the cheering and people coming together and having a good time and winning. And cheering each other on. I think I said that already. And that Ben Rector song. All of that combined. Awesome. With JP helping the little kid, encouraging him, him and Amanda hugging, high-fiving. It was- It was great. It it was like, it gives you that feeling of like wanting to like pump your fist in the air. <laughs> well, Just- even, even when JP went up to that kid, like he hit the kid's hat like you do, like a coach would like- hit his brim just like yeah you got this and hit his brim little detail like that awesome. and when he tells amanda when i tell you you run and she's like okay he's like trust me and then when she starts running oh my god and then she gets the the safe call right yeah it's but that uh, okay that slide come on there's no way she knew how to she slide like that. made it there's no way that slide is like top level sliding and and baseball softball christine co Slide into our DMs. Did you or did you not do your own stunts? She did not. I'm Was telling you right now. Was that you? You can see it in the doing cuts. that slide. I... There's no way. And then when she gets up off the ground after the slide, she's completely spotless. 
That's how I know she didn't do that slide. So other than that, yes, that scene was incredible. Don't ruin the scene for me. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, the sport, it gave me the feels. And and then we have that nice... Who knew? My favorite scene would be... A sports scene. A sports scene. But then we have that nice walk-off that they have at the end. Oh, my with gosh. With Amanda and JP. It's at nighttime. The lights in the stadium are on. They're walking on the grass. Like, beautiful, beautiful, beautifully shot. And there's, it's an intimate moment. There's something about sport and romance, and you mix it together... And you got a you got a magic movie. Yeah. If you've never seen the movie Fever Pitch, have you seen the movie? No. We're watching it. Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore, baseball. It is amazing. Yeah. But yes, this conversation that JP and Amanda have, it is so. It's one of those amazing grown up conversations yep. that we love. They're apologizing for how they handled their past breakup, but like admitting their faults. And like where they went wrong, but realizing like we were young, so we can't be too hard on each other about it uh, and talking about like timing and everything. And I just, I just loved it. It was, dare I say, very real. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, even, you know, you speak about timing, even Aunt Carol talks about timing. She, you know, she lays it on thick and even the actors or even the characters are like, okay, Aunt Carol, you know, talking about the pecan trees and how... It takes 17 years to mature and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's all about timing here. And I think it gives a lot of, a lot of hope, too, to people um, when it's like, okay, maybe a past relationship can resurface, you know, 17 years later. And, you know, you have that, that great, wonderful feeling for people who are alone. So are you saying that there was like a metaphor for the pecan farm and their relationship? No. There's no way. There's no way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was beautifully done, and I love it. The lights go out, and they're speaking of timing. You know, I honestly thought there was going to be an almost kiss there. Yeah, I did too. But they threw a curveball. I just, I just winked at him. Threw a curveball at us there. No, no one took her up to kiss. She's like, I got in Carol's truck. I'm heading home. Yeah, I was- that the, the end of that scene really was odd because the lights go off in there, and JP's like, well, they want us to go. And he's like, well, can I drive you home? And she's like, oh, well, I've got my truck, so I'm just going to take the truck. Jimmy's like, okay, see you tomorrow. Like, it's a weird, awkward parting. I loved it. It gave you that, oh, you want it. It was making you want more. Yeah. So. I was not crazy about it. I was not crazy about it. A little too awkward for me. I enjoyed it. But then we get a great storm. Amanda comes home. There's storms everywhere. And, you know, the whooshes, the contained whooshes are actually happening. Those contained whooshes. And... The pecan falls on the ground, so this is no good. No. It's too early, I guess. It's too early. So, you know, eventually, you know, we have the family coming out to help with the harvest because the harvest got pushed up because of the storm. You know, we talk about diversity in Hallmark films. So I love that we had diversity here. I wish there was more of it. I wish we had more of the family. You know, they're on the back half of the film, all the family there having this wonderful dinner out on the, the patio, beautifully shot too with the Boca lights. Um, I wish there was more of the family interaction throughout the film. Like it was great to see Aunt Carol and Amanda. I wish the family came in a little bit earlier in the film. Yeah, I think she has a sister that, that, that we don't even yeah. get to hear her speak. Like I, I wanted, yeah, a little bit more of the family to get to know them more. I don't know how they would have incorporated it, I guess. I guess you can't, I mean. Uh, you know, maybe I wish they would have just had them actually living still there so they wouldn't have been far away. Yeah, something, like a little something um, like that. But we do get something very risque for Hallmark. 
with Walter. Oh, because when Carol the family Walter. comes, Walter comes with the family, and Carol starts like, "Are right, you gonna sleep here? You're gonna sleep here." She looks to Walter. You know where you're sleeping. Like I've I've never seen them before. Like that's that's very risque for Hallmark. Because she's putting him in the barn. Yeah, she's putting him putting poor Walter in the barn. <laughs> you know where you're sleeping with the pecans out in the barn. In the freshly painted red barn, yeah. which real quick. I don't know why Amanda is so shocked beyond belief that someone would want to paint a barn red. I feel like that is like a classic, well-known thing that barns are red. Well, she didn't want the brown to go, right? So the brown was there throughout her entire life. So that just shows you how attached she was to the place. And any sort of change you make to it is going to hurt her. That's that's the only reason. Well, I know. She needs to get over it. She needs to get over that. She did. And I think she saw how nice it looked with the red barn. But yeah, I we do get an almost kiss when they're helping with the harvest. JP and Amanda are on the tractor vehicle. The um, pecan picker-upper. It's like a little ATV. Sure. Yeah, a little ATV, all-terrain all vehicle. Yes. They, they share an almost kiss mm -hmm. that's interrupted by... Her family showing up. The family, so the showing, family up. showing up. So we do get an interrupted kiss. You know, I guess they had to throw that in there. I don't even know if I think it it was needed. No, I, I, it felt a little weird to me there. Like it would have been more appropriate at the baseball field. Yeah, um, I agree because it just feels a little strange right here with like you know the children picking yeah. pecans, the child labor that that Chris brings in, like a little weird. Yeah, they are not alone. <laughs> so, but. She is wearing a really cute little like sun hat. Mm -hmm. So maybe JP, loves JP the sun hat. couldn't resist. But interrupted kiss, not my favorite. I do like their reaction to it with the horns. And JP's like Horns, no horns. No horns. No, no horns. horns. <laughs> Again, Wes Brown. Did you add love that? Because <laughs> it was really cute. And of course we get to our conflict finally. Yes. Because you know it's coming. It's towards the end of the movie. We have to have our what is it, act eight conflict come in. Overall, you know, it didn't really bother me. It, it felt felt natural. They actually talk through it a little bit um, with Aunt Carol there. You know, JP's very open with them being like, hey, this developer wants to come here. Amanda doesn't want a developer to buy the farm because the developer's just going to tear the farm down, essentially. Yeah, she's pissed. No, she's pissed. <laughs> and so they have, a, they have a conversation. They actually talk it through. It's not like Amanda saw JP with an ex-flame or something like that. So the conflict didn't really bother me too much here. It, it lasts, it's short and sweet, basically. It did bother me a bit. I get Amanda's like ties to the farm, but at the same time, I feel like she was a tad immature with the situation because she gets mad at JP. He hasn't told the buyer, yes, we are doing this. All he is doing is telling them we have an offer from this person. Right. That's all he's doing, his job. And she just is like, thinks he's the worst person and he's betrayed her just because he's telling her that someone made an offer. Well, she's not... So the way I took it is she's not necessarily so mad with him as she is with the situation about needing to sell the farm, giving up this piece of her childhood. That's what she's struggling with. Yeah. So she knows it's coming to an end, and that's why she kind of lashes out at JP. That's how I took it. So this conflict didn't really bother me as much as ones that we've seen in the past. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, because she does end up apologizing, and that's yeah. what she says. But in the moment, I'm like, oh, I just... I felt bad... I mean, I guess I felt bad for both of them. I know that she's upset, but right. I felt bad for JP. Like, he's like, what? I'm just doing you know, my job. Doing Literally my doing job. my job. He doesn't really see it as like a betrayal. He's just telling them. And again, ultimately, it is up to Aunt Carol. Right. So I really love that scene when Aunt Carol is like, 
why you you send me the papers like let's just leave amanda out of this but no i do like that we get an apology and i really thought it was like a interesting spot they meet at the corner of a street well she's going to his office yeah but like to have the the end like on the street corner where they like bump into each other i don't know i just thought that was a a different sort of mm-hmm. Little it wasn't like at a gala event, you know, yeah. on the veranda. It was just like on the street corner. Yeah, again. Well, I'm not going to say it. but <laughs> Realistic. <laughs> uh, so she apologizes and we get a kiss. Mm-hmm. And it was a really nice kiss. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, the... I feel like their chemistry was building up for maybe a little bit more of a passionate kiss than we got. But it was really nice. Well, they're saving the passion for the second ending that we have. So it ends here, and then we get a second ending, which is a year later instead of the two months that Hallmarks likes to throw out. Amanda finds out the pecan oil, surprise, surprise, is really good for you. She starts her own business with her Twizzler friend, and it's a year later, and things are taking off. Uh, I have to say, I know we didn't talk about it much. That storyline, nah. Yeah. I could have done without it. Yeah, you don't need it. I didn't think it was needed. I guess there had to be some way for like showing her following her dreams, but I don't know. Apparently, this was very similar to another movie with like pumpkins. I never saw it. I oh. saw some comments that people were like, oh, this is like harvest something. Pumpkin oil. That they use something with pumpkin to make skincare yeah, you, products. Yeah, you don't but- need it. You don't need it, especially, yeah, I don't think you need it, but it's there. It's there. And so we get a year later and she runs to the baseball field. JP's there. He's not letting the umpire start the game. Because he needs his good luck kiss. He does. And she shows up, ooh, in that cute little mm-hmm. white dress. I yeah. like that end. That end look for her. And we do. It was very nice. We get that second kiss. Mm-hmm. Little leg kick up. They have to cover children's eyes because, <laughs> I mean, come on. This is a children's baseball game. Maybe not so much with the necking at a children's baseball game. Uh, it was PG. Come on. And, and, but she does kick her, her foot up. It's a little... A little dated. I'm not, I liked not a fan. it. It was like no. a cla- classic. No. It was like a class. It was very like cheesy romantic. Okay. But I, I was, I was here for okay. it. But I love seeing Aunt Carol happy in Myrtle Beach. Which somehow. is weird. I don't know how you can be happy in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> we're from, we're from the Carolinas, so we can say that. And then JP has got his baseball academy. Thank God, <laughs> that boy is not doing real estate anymore. Even though he was good at his job. Obviously, He's better at baseball. We knew where his passion lied. Right. So yeah, all in all, this movie A plus. It was a it was 100. a it was a home run for us. Oh, it was a home run, home run. Good one. Oh God! Before we go, I have to say, Chris jumping on the fence of the dugout, yelling at those kids, getting them hyped up, hilarious. I want more of that. I know there's outtakes of him doing that scene. Release the outtakes. Hashtag Chris cut. Let's get it out there. Let's make this happen. Yes, again. Yeah, more more Chase Ramsey in, yeah. these, in these movies. More Christine Coe, more diversity, more humor, yep. more baseball. Sure. I just, yeah. Great I, work all around. This movie was very special. It was very sweet. And again, a lot funnier than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Yep. So that is Sweet Pecan Christmas. JK, Sweet Pecan Summer. Oh, there might be a sequel, Sweet Sweet Pecan Pecan Christmas. Christmas. Let's make it happen. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate you all. Uh, We have season two coming up. We've got a a few big announcements for y'all soon for that. Uh, We're really looking forward to season two. 
you know, we, we can't, you know, we say this every time, but seriously, we can't stress this enough. Appreciate you following. Appreciate you uh, always commenting, sending us messages, rating us. All that stuff helps us out because it gets us excited. Thank you all for doing that. Yes, thanks. And thanks for sticking in there for the delay for this episode. But we will also have Journey of My Heart mm-hmm. coming very soon. Yep. And and then we've got and then we've got our fall starting already. I can't believe it. Yep. And then Christmas. Oh. But yes, thanks again, guys, and we will catch you next time. Thanks.